Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. This is Pastor Dave Keene of the Park Baptist Church here with Josh and Mallory Burdett. Hey guys, how we doing? Hi, good. Doing well. Well, we're going to just uh, jump right into it. Um, I'd love to hear how you guys uh, became Christians. How did you, How did the Lord call you to himself? Okay, so I guess I'll go first um, since I've been here a little longer. Um, so I spent uh, some time in prison uh, before I was a Christian. Um, a total of seven years. Went to prison twice, actually. Um, and uh, it was during the second time in prison that the Lord used my circumstances, my situation, to basically break me um, and give me nowhere else to turn. And so he, uh, he began drawing me when I was in prison. Uh, I got out of prison uh, here in Rock Hill, went to the Zacchaeus house, uh, met Devin and Melissa Palou. They discipled me. Uh, I, like three days after I got out, I got on my knees and asked the Lord to save me. I saw my need for Savior and started coming here um, and joined the church like a couple months later. And like the rest is history. That was October of 2015 when I started. Outside of the Lord's here. grace, right? Um, obviously, you probably have saw many people while you were there in there who made, you know, quote unquote, jailhouse confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think yours took outside of the Holy Spirit taking your heart, making it alive? Is there anything that you can kind of cling to? Um, I, well, I I wanted help. I I, I saw my I saw the need uh, for help. Um, a lot of those guys in there. They'll make a jailhouse confession, and just because there's some little perk sometimes that comes with going to church, but like I truly was destitute. I saw um, my standing before God, and I needed Him. And of course, the Spirit working in my life uh, definitely was, you know, what did it. But um, you know, yeah, like I, I was destitute, and the Lord, Lord broke me. The blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Mallory, how about you? I think the Lord started working on me at the time when Josh was in prison the second time, and I was in an abusive marriage. And I'd gotten to a point where I knew that the way that I was being treated wasn't, and at the time my husband was trying to tell me that the, the Bible says that a wife submits. <laughs> and I knew, I just knew um, from the little that I did know of the Bible at the time that that couldn't be right. And so I started reading on my own. Um, And then I started praying and asking the Lord and saying, I don't really know what I'm doing in my life with you or with my marriage, with my daughter. I need help. Um, But it was a number of years before I really had my eyes open to my role in the suffering in my life and the, uh, the death even in life that, that sin brings to us. Um, and it was after I'd moved back to North Carolina from living in Miami. Um, and I, I took stock of the whole of my life. And it just occurred to me that no one could ever love me as much as Jesus loved me, that there was never going to be a human on earth that I would be able to fully please. Uh, I would never be good enough in any way. Um, and that if I couldn't be good enough for humans, I certainly on my own could not be good enough for heaven yeah. without, without Jesus. And, and I'm reminded of that all the time, just how 
little I can do for my own salvation, you know, John MacArthur and John Piper have both said, if I could lose my salvation, I would. And I heard John Piper a couple days ago, I was listening to a sermon, if I could lose my salvation, I would do it 10 times a day. And I would, if I could, I would lose it. I can't do that on my own. And that weighed so heavily on my heart. And recognizing that need and being here at Park around people who, before I'd even met them, had been praying for me. Yeah. And, and and sitting under good preaching and learning what it what the Bible really says and what does that really mean and what is the Lord really telling us and what are we really expected to do and what do we really have to look forward to? You know, it's amazing I, to think about... Go ahead, Josh. I, to, I told her when she moved back up here in 2019, I told her uh, one condition. Uh, I, had, I had let her move in downstairs uh, to kind of get back on her feet. But I told her, I said, one condition is you have to go to church with me every Sunday. If you're going to live in the house, you have to go to church with me every Sunday. And I already had it in my mind that I was going to get her plugged in um, with the, the godly women that we have here uh, at Park. Yeah, you know, and let them um, rub off on her and pour into her. And uh, it happened just the way I wanted. She started, got started talking to Rachel Brazil and... It just took off. Well, you know, it's amazing. Like your both your testimonies are a really um, a testimony of God's grace, right? All the different things you guys have been through. You guys have been through so many different things individually, right? And then the restoration of your relationship, and you know, back to, to marriage, and yeah. then another another child. And we know it hasn't been easy, right? The Lord's mm-hmm. still in the in the process of sanctification, um, but it's been so sweet to see, right? I honestly. Uh never in my wildest dreams thought that we would be married with another child you know because we were together so we were together after i got out of prison the first time there was a four-year gap and then i went back to prison again and so when i went back to prison uh i saw her and kerrigan kerrigan was just little like Marin's age and i saw them for a little bit and then they stopped coming and uh, all I wanted to, in my mind, best case scenario, when I got out in 2015 was, um, just shared custody of Kerrigan, you know, 50, yeah. 50, that was like best case scenario, you know, nowhere in my mind, were we ever going to be in a relationship again or anything like that, you know, and then the Lord, you know, was, uh, working on me here and he was doing stuff down in Miami and, uh, I would have never and my wildest dreams thought that not only are Mallory and I going to get back together, we're going to get married and have another kid. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, when we started that journey and like you said, you know, I really want to be the man God wants me to be. I want to support my child. And you, you know, you worked all those yeah. extra hours to pay that mm-hmm. alimony to show you that he was mm-hmm. serious. That he was right. a changed man. That he wasn't just, you know, the same Josh as he was. God transformed him. And then, you know, that, that, Example wooed you. You moved here to get back on your feet, and then relationship started. And I mean, it really has been a, a beautiful thing to see. This whole church was praying over that, like before Marin was even born. Like when I was just trying to see Kerrigan again, you know, uh, and I was uh, a new member here. The whole church knew about the situation, and they were praying over it, you know. And it was we were in court with custody stuff, and uh, it's just a testament to what the Lord has done. Step by step, he has um, restored yeah, amen. all of that and then some. Well, you know, one of the things that I've just been super encouraged by both of you over the time you've been here is just an honesty 
and a transparency in past struggles, right? Yeah. And I think because you guys have been transparent, it has just radiates God's grace even more about where you guys are now. So it's been really encouraging to see. Uh, well, we're right now, so just tell us what you're doing with jobs. Uh, so I work, uh, I work at Jars in Waxhaw um, with Lift Bible Translators. I do. I am the manager of the um, of the HVAC appliance shop there. So I fix all the HVAC and all the appliances at Jars. Yep. And you've done that not just here. You've done it not just. Oh uh, well, I mean, I have Air Church and Phil and Phil in the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah, went on a mission trip to the Philippines with with Jars, and then of course I do all the AC work here, and I do. AC work for members. If they, <laughs> yeah, you do. If they ask, um, a number, a number of members. Yeah, a number of members. TJ Carney. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. How about you? Um, so I currently work as an independent uh, quality and compliance consultant for the pharmaceutical industry, um, which basically just means I'm paid to find problems and help people solve them, um, which is work that I like to do in a general sense. I like to recognize, you know, see people recognize that help is needed, ask for the help, get the help, see the, when you're teaching them, see the light come on. Um, but I have found it's a difficult industry to work in. Uh, as my faith has grown, my passion for working in that industry and the way that the industry is changing, the way that the government is changing because it's a, a government regulated uh, industry, it's harder and harder for me uh, daily. In 2020, I was traveling uh, to Boston and working mm-hmm. with a client there. And I was there for 12 weeks and I didn't have anyone. I never heard anyone talk about God or Jesus or church the entire time I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard in that time to um, be away from my family, but to be away from the church yeah. after only having struggle. been here for a year. Yeah. And really, that was really eye-opening and showing me how much that fellowship was needed. Amen. And then most of those places require the vaccine too. And so we're, you know, we're against getting the vaccine. And so if she didn't work independently, if she worked like on site at a pharmaceutical company, she has to get the vaccine. Yeah. And we well, don't want to get it. Well, let me ask you guys this. So you guys have been part of the body for a while, right? What is God doing right now that's been encouraging you in terms of how the body, the, the very, you know, I love First Peter four ten, where it says, Use the very, the, you know, the if you have a, the gift of speaking, speak. The gift of, you know, serving, serve, right? And all the, to the various gifts God's given us. So God's given us various gifts to the church. How has you, how have you seen personally been a benefit of people using their gifts to serve and bless you? How has the church encouraged your walk with Christ? Might be an easier way of saying it. Uh, just the fellowship with the other members, you know, the... Uh, the fact that you know uh, we're like we're a big family here, people uh, they truly care about you and your family and what's going on with you and uh, would do anything for you. You know, um, I've I've never experienced that anywhere, and um, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. Like these people here at Park um, are honestly the best friends I've ever had in my entire life. I've Amen. never had better friends. Amen. So encouraging. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's true too. I've never had better friends, and um, not just friends in the worldly sense, but people who genuinely walk beside you uh, through your struggles. There are women in this church who have walked. 
beside me through many struggles, Mm -hmm. whether that's struggles in marriage or struggles in parenting or struggles in my professional life and figuring out how do I balance that with everything else and and struggles with sin in in my life and um, helping me to see where I fit in 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 the family Um, and helping me to learn how to pray and learn how to love others. Because for a really long time, I was a very cold hearted person and I really didn't love anyone other than myself Mm. and watching the people here at park just truly selflessly love one another has been a big example and has had a really big impact on the way that I interact with and deal with people now. Keith and Sharon, they did our marriage counseling uh, and poured into us uh, as we were going through the marriage counseling. Um, when we had Marin, uh, every, uh, there was a sign-up sheet, and every night we were getting meals. You know, people were driving all the way to Waxhaw from yeah. Rock Hill, you know, to bring us... Um, to bring us uh, dinner, you know. So just, I mean, and practical stuff like that, you know. And uh, so we have. We've been blessed. Um, we love the church. Uh, the fact that it's a, a sound church. You don't have to worry about the teaching being off. Amen. Um, and, <laughs> you know, yeah, and... Says like, the preacher, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we know that not only that, but we can be held accountable here. Oh. And you don't... You don't get that everywhere. Yeah, you know, a lot of people these days are too afraid to come to somebody and say, look, I see that you're struggling. And I'm pretty sure based on what I see that there's something going on that we need to handle. Yeah. And not only are they going to point it out to us, but they're going to walk next to us and help us handle those situations. And so I, well, two, two things that really encourage me, even your testimony, right? Mm-hmm. One, you know, I said today, you know, Jesus in Matthew 12 who my mother and my brothers, right? Those who do the will of the Father, right? And how God has given you a new family, a new mm. community here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when you know Matthew is saying, "Who then can be saved?" And Jesus says, "You know, he's like, well, you know, we've sacrificed all this to follow you." And Jesus looked at him and says, "You know, he who sacrifices mother and father, you know, brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and houses, in you know, for me, will get it back right. in this life and the life to come." It's really sweet to see how God has restored maybe some things that were challenging early on in life with mm-hmm. deep community and deep friendship. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's just really encouraging as a pastor to see people, like you said, holding people accountable. Yeah. You know, I was talking to someone recently and they said, you know, people, um, if they don't want deep relationships, so they don't want to be held accountable, mm-hmm. people tend not to stick around, right? right? Which means we may not grow as fast as a church, Right, but I think we're going to grow the right way. In the but right we kind have of way. grown. I well, mean, when we, I when yeah. I came here in 2015, oh my goodness, uh, we yes. had like a hundred people. Yes, the, you, you the, have been through a lot of the change at Park Baptist. The church. Lord has really grown this church, and uh, I mean, our budget was like what 150,000, 125,000. And now we're over half a million. I mean, yeah, it's one of our first mission trips after a year, twenty some odd years in this church was to Puerto Rico. We did that together. Yeah, 2016. You know, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We have some stories from, yeah. from that trip. Almost. Yeah. Almost like a decapitation of wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, glad yeah, that survived. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, how is um, uh, parenting now, right? You know, how, just any, any any thoughts that you guys can maybe well, share about, hey, here's some things that you could be thinking <laughs> and praying for us as parents. Well. The new little one at home. Yeah. Not so little Kerrigan anymore. is, is going to be 11 in a couple weeks, and so she's definitely in the preteen sort of uh, defiant yeah. sort of I know more than my parents getting into that stage. Um, Marin is about to be two. 
Um, and, and, she, and she's probably a great helper too. I can imagine with the know. baby oh, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, she when has... she wants to be, she has moments where she's selfish. Well, we all we all have we all have those right. Moments. Yeah. But I, I have seen a lot of joy in her being here. She loves, she, she loves being here yeah. at church, and I think the Lord is really doing work in her heart. She's a you know loves that little being a big sister for sure. She, she does, does love her sister for the most part. She'll say. Uh, she, people say, do you like being a big sister? She says most of the time. Well, that's, I think that's <laughs> the most of us, right? Right. And, we, you know, we time. have to give her credit for, for being honest. Um, and, you know, in parenting, I think for guiding Marin to the Lord will be a lot easier for us than guiding yeah. Kerrigan has been because of the, the we've stability, been, the stability yeah. and we've been, we've been doing it with Marin since before she was born. Yeah. Um, but with Kerrigan, she's at that age now where she recognizes her sin and it's beginning to weigh on her. And she, today was the fifth time in the last six months that she's asked me if I thought that she was saved. Mm-hmm. And I've had to tell her, I don't think that you are saved mm-hmm. yet, but that you're questioning that yeah. and that you recognize that your sin is not just sinful, but is weighty. That's good. Yeah, you know, I that, the that same it's encouraging. Thing. The Lord is drawing her, praise God. Yes. Yeah, I, I and, think he is. And having, and having her here hearing her ask the same questions that I was asking the people in church at her age and I was not getting any answers and that turned me away from the Lord for yeah, a really long right. time. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But to see her being here in this healthy church where people are willing to answer her questions and I know she's getting the right answer and in some in some ways a lot of times we're learning together it's yeah. it makes all those difficult moments a lot easier. Well, amen. Yeah. well we, we know that we can definitely be praying for you for parenting. And for Marin too, because Marin is become a handful. Well, yeah. she's, those, those young daughters, she's, right? She yeah, has become us. a handful of late, and uh, and the meltdowns have started. Yeah. Well, we, we know that we will pray for you for sure when it comes to parenting, because we all need that. Yeah. Yeah. Any other specific prayer requests that we can kind of bring before the Lord for you guys? Um, well, we would, we would like to um, move and be closer to the church. We would like to buy a house uh, somewhere uh, in Rock Hill. Uh, And so you can pray that the Lord will facilitate that situation, that process. Um, We we definitely feel a disconnect, uh, a bit of a disconnect from the church because we live in Waxhaw. Um, And so we would like to be uh, much closer to the church, and so that would make us happy. Well, praise God. I just want to say this, right? Uh, as a pastor, as someone who lives, you know, 35 minutes away, right? And you guys are here so faithfully, Sunday school, mm. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Mm. Praise God for that, right? That that speaks volumes, right? And uh, I just want to, you know, affirm that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's important. We'll definitely be praying that God would open a door so yes. you guys would even be more yes. involved here in mm-hmm. Life of the Body. Mel, would you add anything there for prayer? Yeah, um... Just as we make that transition to Rock Hill, I mean, the biggest part of that is for us to be able to be more involved in the church um, and showing us, you know, the Lord giving us, you know, where he wants us to be and and how he wants us to serve the church. Um, Certainly. Yeah. And we have one other thing. We have a a niece who claims to be gay and um, she has recently contacted Mallory and wanted to talk about some things. And so that has opened a door for Mallory to uh, become her friend and, and talk to her one-on-one privately. So just pray that the Lord will um, build that relationship and that there will be trust there so that Mallory can speak truth into her life. Yeah. Let's pray.
Yeah. Father, we thank you so much for Josh and Mallory and just the work of grace um, that you have done to save them both individually, uh, to restore their, their relationship and then marriage, uh, giving them two beautiful children together. Uh, we thank you so much that um, Marin um, is going to be raised in a home and all she'll know is that her parents love Jesus. Mm. We thank you that Kerrigan gets to see that transformation process. Father, we do pray that you'd give them wisdom as parents. God, help them to raise both of them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We do pray, Lord God, that you would help them find a home so they can get more involved and invested here in Rock Hill. Uh, we also pray, God, that you and your kindness would um, help um, them figure out where exactly you'd want them to serve, God, here in, in the body uh, so they can use their gifts to, to build and encourage each other. Uh, Father, we are so thankful for their faithfulness. Um, thank you so, so much for what you've done in and through their life. Uh, we pray specifically in this opportunity that Mallory has to to minister to a niece. Uh, we we pray God that uh, the conversation would uh, she would feel loved, she'd feel encouraged, uh, but ultimately she would understand uh, that she is a sinner and needs a savior. And Jesus doesn't care what your past sin was; um, He wants to forgive it all mm-hmm. uh, through His through the blood of His cross. Mm-hmm. We thank you that that testimony is true for both Josh and Mallory, uh, and and that we pray God that that would speak volumes uh, to her. Well, we thank you for this time and this, this, this time to hear of your grace and your testimony of, of these two dear saints. We pray your grace will be upon them even more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.